The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Today, we're going to talk about SmackDown Live, the go-home show before WrestleMania from March 28th, 2017. Joined, as always, by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary and our guest today, Andrew Socek. He's a writer for What Culture. How's it going, man? Doing good. Good. Glad to be here, man. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Raj, how's it going, man? Uh, you're in the madness of it. It's 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 one of those weeks. It's fun, but it's uh, not much sleep. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's the the one of those weeks. <laughs> yeah, it is the one of those weeks. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, so, what'd you guys think of SmackDown last night, um, Andrew? I'll go to you first. Uh, How did you think it was as far as the go home show, especially compared to Raw this week? Oh man, uh, it, the first thought to my mind is just I thought the ending was pretty brutal. How <laughs> it all ended with the. Uh, I, I yeah I can't quite get into the supernatural stuff and uh, they went back to Randy Orton going to a house and desecrating a corpse once again just a, just an absolutely bizarre way to end uh, the hype for WrestleMania I thought yeah yeah Raj what'd you think uh, I I totally agree with that I thought the Cena Miz stuff was fantastic though I wish they would have closed with that. Um, and AJ and Shane was good too. I just feel like, I mean, the guy threw the dude through a you know a, a glass window in a car. It should seem more heated and, and more personal. And you know they're just kind of standing around talking. And I, I just think uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite jive. Like I feel like it it should be more just more personal, more heated. And uh, but that being said. I think that match might surprise a lot of people. I think AJ's great to begin with. Shane's going to do something nuts. Uh, but I, it's it's interesting that they didn't add a stip or anything to it. So and, and yes. they they like pushed the fact that yeah uh, he could get disqualified for using chairs and, and tables. So uh, I got to think they got something planned uh, for even bringing that up. Yeah, it was very strange talking about how all these things he could do to be disqualified. Or count it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just it was very odd. It was a very odd way to do it. Um, so let's talk about that opening segment. So, Andrew, what did you think of that with the face-off that we had between AJ and Shane? How do you feel the build for the match has been so far? Yeah, it's been a – I'm going to agree with Raj. There's just It's lacking general heat there. They only had a few weeks to really put this together uh, as opposed to months' worth. You know, at one point it was going to probably be Brock versus Shane, and that was a long build. But the way they go about this, it's such – a dramatic thing to shove his head through the window. And then they're back to like, you know, being friends and respecting each other. And I just don't think that's a great way to really build up the heat for this. Yeah. I mean, I think this match could be okay. I agree with Raj that Mm -hmm. this could come off. All right. I just, I feel like this, this is probably the most forced of all of the predetermined matches. I feel like this is the one where they're just really trying hard to make this feel like an organic storyline. That's got some real heat behind it, but it just feels to me like they may have just, well, just announced it. Like it's going to be AJ versus Shane. Why? Cause well, that's what we got. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I, I like the angle with uh, AJ being upset with Shane, throwing him through yeah. the class, you know, the glass, the car window. Uh, I thought that part was great, but, um, but they should have kept it at that where it's something personal. AJ is really upset with how he's been treated. But the next week, he's just like, oh, I, I get to go to WrestleMania. And, and it just kind of kills like his his motivation behind it. But, um, you know, that being said, it gives AJ something to do. I got to think the fact that they kept bringing up uh, that Shane could get disqualified if he used uh, a ladder or a chair will lead to Daniel Bryan making an appearance maybe and making a no DQ match. Because yeah. if Shane is going to take a crazy do a crazy stunt, and, you know, him doing that elbow drop from the top, uh, you know, from the top rope to the outside last week would suggest yeah. that he's going to do something that tops that. I mean, it's going to take time to just climb. So he'd get counted out in theory. <laughs> so uh, you got to think they're going to they're going to do something to change that. So this was interesting, interesting last night. Um, I know we complained about Monday Night Raw, the uh, the prehashing of all the matches for WrestleMania. But last night we had Becky Lynch versus Carmella. 
that just evolved into basically all the women on the SmackDown roster getting into it, only to be interrupted by a returning Naomi. Um, we speculated before that they were going to save this surprise for Mania itself, but last night it's clear she's back and she's going to be in that match. Um, yeah. Andrew, are you looking forward to this on Sunday? And uh, it has been announced that this is now going to be on the kickoff show. Ooh, um, I don't know if I'm excited. I'm curious to see who's going to show up from the past. Yeah. Uh, they've done kind of like the Raw division. It's like the build up to this match is we'll give you every form of this match in different combinations. Uh, I, I was happy for Naomi, though. She got the, the pop of her career, I thought, last night. So that's good a, a good sign for her momentum. But uh, yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be a six, seven minute match with just a bunch of <laughs> random chaos in there. You know, I don't think they're going to do anyone from the past in this match. Really? Oh. Yeah, I think the fact that they brought Naomi back tonight and they dubbed it a six-pack challenge as opposed to continuing with saying open to any woman, you know, on the roster kind of closes that door. I think they got their six. And and I almost think they don't want to tease a surprise because then the fans get upset. And you know, like with the Royal Rumble, people were complaining about the lack of surprises, even though they weren't advertised. Um, so I felt like they kind of closed the door on that by officially dubbing it a six pack challenge, as opposed to saying it was it was open ended. I mean, that that being said, I could see them bringing women from the past to do other stuff, uh, maybe not wrestle, but, um, you know, do other stuff on the show, ring announcer, referee, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, wow. That's a kind of a disappointing conclusion. And even to have the Naomi surprise spoiled. I mean, yes, this very much now feels like a kickoff match, kickoff show match. Yeah, but uh that being said, Naomi did get a huge pop, but oh, man, this this went on forever. The you know, the the stuff with the women considering this is setting up a pre-show match, you know, the I think this between the singles match, the tag match and Naomi's return was almost 25 minutes. Uh, yeah. So for a WrestleMania go home show, they didn't even have anything with Ambrose and Corbin on the show. It just seemed like uh, spending a lot of time on something that they see as a kick, you know, as a pre-show match. I worry about SmackDown. I mean, because we've got this going into Mania and then we've got what, six weeks or so? Oh, God, oh, I mean, yeah, almost two months till the next SmackDown pay-per-view. I mean, on one hand, that's good. They can really build a story. But right now, I just... I don't know. It, it feels very much like they're doing that thing again. They're treating it like the B show. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the number of matches on the main card, let's how many of those are Raw and how many of those are SmackDown, and uh, let's let's actually count right now. We got Gallows. The, I mean, we got uh, Ambrose and Corbin uh, is one. Shane, and then uh, Cena, and then Wyatt Norton. So you got four of the what the the four of the main card. One of the right. pre show. Yeah, and one on the wow. pre-show. So. so five out of 13. Well, Ooh. and I guess that's not as bad as the Royal Rumble, where they had yeah. one. But, but uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm hoping there's some surprises in Mania. Just something. I mean, they've got to, right? Or else this is just going to be... I mean, that's, that's what saves Mania, in my opinion, is when they roll out, like, oh, well, we didn't see that coming. You know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah either that or the day after, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be when they save, like, the big surprises is, you know, the, when the NXT guys come in is the day after. Or yeah. Even that year when Brock Lesnar came back, they didn't have him come back at WrestleMania. They hadn't mm-hmm. come back on the Raw the next night. So And SmackDown is in Orlando. So this year, it's different that SmackDown is really the fifth, the fifth day of uh, Mania events. Right. And, and, and also you look, just look at last year. There weren't, I wouldn't say there were any huge surprises at last year's WrestleMania. You had uh, Baron Corbin debut, which him winning, winning the WrestleMania battle Royal was a surprise, but it's not like something that had people going crazy. And then you had Shaq and, and DDP in the, the battle, you know, the battle Royal. That was about it. Cena came back and Cena and the rock had a match against the Wyatt family. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true and and you had sean and foley and austin yeah. up here but those were all expected it wasn't expected i mean i don't think people knew ahead of time that's what they would be doing but they were expected yeah. to make appearances yeah so we'll see what happens i, I just feel like in all these configurations uh, you guys were talking about like spoiling the match ahead of time it's it's just like um 
it, now it's gotten better, but I remember what it used to be like eating at Taco Bell back in the day where it's like, well, do you want a burrito? Yeah, it's a tortilla and it's got beans and rice and onions and lettuce. Do you want a toastada? Well, yeah, it's got a shell and beans and rice and lettuce. It's just the same ingredients in a million different configurations. You know, you got to throw some lava sauce into the mix. Do something to spice this up here. Give me a Dorito <laughs> shell. You can give yeah. me the same stuff. I just want a slight variation on it. That's what will make me pop. Well, you got the, yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So moving on in the show, this felt, it felt like, God, so little, same problem that Raw had this week, in my opinion, just the same thing where it's like, okay, we've got these storylines, got all this time. I'm going to remind you of what's going on. Um, I was worried. Were you guys a little worried when uh, Tyler Breeze showed up backstage in the, the Nikki Bella thing again? I was like, oh, they're really not going to keep going with this, are they? I was so glad that ended quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vince loves that kind of humor, and I was thinking that might be his whole next gimmick, kind of like uh, Mizdow or something, they, where they just keep hammering it over and over again. So I was relieved, too, when he at least uh, took off the wig. Yeah, I, I know Tyler Breeze made a comment on Twitter about um, some people talking about him being wasted potential and him bringing up that he's only 29. But when you're pegged that low, it's, you know, it's hard to it's hard to see many people go from that low uh, to where they're total comedy figures to becoming an established uh, even upper mid card guy. So uh, best of luck to him. He's a talented guy. It's sad to see uh, where he's at right now. Yeah, so after that tease, we had another of the uh, Total Bellas parody with The Miz. (laughs) Did you notice they showed that uh, Pete Rose WrestleMania clip? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, they showed a WrestleMania clip with Pete Rose and said it was from uh, 1997, but it was actually 1998. So, uh, I think they (laughs) Their own fact checkers, or uh, <laughs> right, yeah, they're they're busy spending all the time on those Maya Angelou video packages, you know? <laughs> right? Um, so, so let's talk about this. I mean, I think for many people, this was the high point last night, but the extended uh, Total Bellas spoof that they did with the Miz and Maurice this time getting a even a parody of Daniel Bryan into the mix, and uh, let's talk about that before the face off. I mean, so Raj, how did you think this compared to, to last week? I thought I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I think Miz and Maurice had just been killing it, and uh, I thought they were just great here. I thought, I mean, these segments were the highlight of the show, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Andrew, yeah, uh, Maurice has really impressed me these past couple of weeks. I had no idea she had any form of comedic chops, but she's good. Uh, these segments are fun, usually, WWE humor is just bottom of the barrel embarrassing, but these, uh, I think have gone pretty well in the way the end of the initial total Bella's uh, segment went with just Miz like taking off his, uh, you know, outfit and getting serious. I thought that was fantastic. He's uh, doing some really good work now. I I feel like you vindicated Raj. I know, you know, you and other people gave me a bit of a hard time when I was putting the Miz over so much coming into last fall as being the piper of this generation. And I feel like, (laughs) That's still, I still, he's nowhere near Piper. <laughs> of this generation? Who else of no. this generation? Of this uh, there's generation? no one. Yeah. He's the closest, and I said, he's the closest thing. The closest thing would probably have been uh, Cena when he was a heel, and he was uh, really picking up steam. Yeah. Uh, but I'm telling you, last no night, close. that was so good last night, how he ended that. That was so good, how he ended that segment. Yeah, he's, look, he's great at these segments and stuff, but it's, still, you, you put him... Uh, if you put him in the ring with like Brock Lesnar, it would look ridiculous. Um, whereas with Piper, you didn't have that. You know, mm. Piper was credible next to the the main event guys. So, you know, Miz is entertaining, but everyone groaned when they heard what this WrestleMania match was. Now, to their credit, they did a great job uh, doing what they could to build it up. But Cena, when Cena and Miz are standing there together, Cena comes across as a main event level star, while Miz comes across an entertaining guy. You know, I look back to, I think for me, the match that The Miz had against Ziggler last fall, where he was doing the Daniel Bryan, he was taking Daniel Bryan's moves and style and doing something a little more technical. I mean, I think The Miz can go. I think against Cena, though, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm curious how the match quality itself is going to be, but I think The Miz has had some nice showcases in the ring. But I'm th- in this, it's going to be very hard for the in-ring action to live up to all the promos we've had for it. Yeah, especially if Maurice has hardly wrestled at all, you know, yeah. since her last WWE run. So 
the less they have a Nikki and Maurice and the more they have a Cena and, and Miz, the better. But, you know, they, yeah. I mean, you know, Cena's, he, he usually finds a way to make it work on pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, what Cena did in the ring last night. I thought just that promo, I mean, he, he really took it up a notch. I think that if he didn't match kind of the wit of the Miz, he certainly matched the intensity. Yeah, that was a great uh, final sell. I mean, I don't know if these these couples actually dislike each other, but it really comes across that way on TV. And the way he just like digs into Miz, it's like almost uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> but uh, overall, I liked it. But I also don't like the fact that Miz just stood there for like 10 minutes and took it and, and didn't bother to say <laughs> a single thing back. It's just very, very scripted in that, that aspect. But overall, a, a pretty big hit with me. And what was with the bleeping, the bleeping, or not the bleeping, the silencing of Cena oh, last night? I thought that yeah. was interesting. Well, he dropped the the p word. Yeah. So they you, you can't say that on TV, um, yeah. which is funny because Cena can get away with it. So it's clear that Cena can pro- pretty much do what he wants, and he is Cena, so it makes sense. But Miz obviously is under stricter, uh, you know, uh, stricter boundaries because you, you you can't see Miz mentioning things like Cena have been married before stuff like that. He can take it far, but not too far. Um, whereas Cena, it's, you can tell it's free reign. But um, I thought it was funny that Cena really ripped on uh, the Marine, you know, the Marine movies, considering Marine Five just released yesterday and it's a WWE Studios movie. Uh, so I found that kind of interesting. And and to Andrew's point, and I actually made a note of that. I cannot stand when they just sit there and watch the other guy ripping on them for that long. And and there's ways to get around it. I mean, you could have had Miz do his promo first and then Cena do his promo later in the show. Miz and Maurice come out, act like they're going to get into it and then take off. And so that way you don't just have them sitting there getting ripped in, you know, to their face without saying anything or, you know, doing anything at all for 10 minutes. But um, but Cena is such a step ahead of everyone when it comes to like intense, you know, main event promos. And uh, Miz is entertaining, but Cena has that. It's, it's like you drop you could drop that promo in the UFC, you know, ripping on another fighter. Whereas Miz is you can't. And um, and so I thought I thought they were both great last night. I love Daniel Bryan's comment on Talking Smack that Miz just would stand there while someone's attacking his wife. And what did Daniel say? <laughs> if someone was talking about my wife and criticizing her, even if they're right, I'm going to go in and defend her. Right, yeah. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed that wrinkle with it. Um, but no, I thought it was good. I thought, in fact, the only weak part in it, and, and then again, this isn't like a men versus women thing, but I feel like they try and evolve Maurice and Nikki to the point where it's awkward because Cena cut that brutal promo and then Nikki was kind of like, yeah. And it was like, okay, man, like <laughs> that's not, that's not giving yeah. her equal it, weight in this. If anything, she should have started the promo and then let Cena finish, you know, because yeah. Yeah. that did seem like a weak ending. I, yeah, I kind of cringed when she picked up the microphone. Cause I'm like, there's no way she can top that. So don't, <laughs> she didn't even really try, I guess. And I'm glad they kept it short. Like she, she did the yeah. one, one or two lines. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I mean, it seems, again, it's funny to talk about it. it's so predetermined, but we know, I mean, the proposal, Al Roker's going to be there. Like you were saying, Raj, this is going to be the clip. This is going to be the package they send out to all the outlets after Mania yeah. of uh, Cena proposing. So we'll see. It'll be a big moment. Yeah, yeah, perhaps the, the big moment. Of I wonder if the crowd, the crowd will probably pop for it. You know, I, it depends how much of a smarkish crowd. Like, do they boo it or do they pop for it? And, uh, my guess is they'll probably pop for it. I would guess pop. I think they'll be won over by love. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to hate on. I still think you could do that with with Cena and Nikki losing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Unless it's a sort of an epic storyline and she turns him down. Oh, turn to heel. <laughs> and then Ziggler comes in and he's like, we've been hooking up again. Or she starts yeah. making out with the Miz, and <laughs> yeah. Miz has been having a, you know, a maybe after- anyway, he would become the biggest baby face in company history if, you know, if they did that. that maybe Zack that- Ryder could finally get his revenge here on yeah. Cena. Yeah. yeah that-, that would be the most awesome outcome to the whole thing. Now I kind of want to see that happen. <laughs> uh, probably won't happen. But- it was ECW. 
Yeah, there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so this was weird last night. Um, yeah, American Alpha, Heath Slater, Rhino, and Mojo Raleigh versus the Usos, Dolph Ziggler, Tyler Breeze, and Fandango. So all of these guys are in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on Sunday. And yeah, all, all 30 names are, are out now. So there's no, like, extra spots. So unless wow. they pull a couple of the guys, there's no, like, you know how they did a, a spot for an NXT guy a couple of years ago, and they said Hideo Itami. Um, yeah. You know, last year Baron Corbin, and there were there were a couple of surprise spots, but yeah, this year they got all thirty, and it's you know it's a who's who of you know people that are on main event and used to be on superstars. Yeah, I mean, so what what, what are you guys thinking? I mean, is there a snowball's chance in hell that any one of these guys wins the the Andre? You, any of the guys in this match? Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Although last year, Corbin would have seemed crazy to say Corbin was going to win. That, I mean, yeah. that would have been absurd. Not really. If someone said, oh, Corbin's going to be debuting in the Battle Royal, then he instantly becomes a, a realistic shot, you know? Maybe. Um, I could see Mojo. But the, I mean, if, if, of, yeah, any no, of, them, no. of any of them. I'm saying, I'm not saying I think Mojo is going to win. I'm saying right. if I had to pick any one of this group, I could see him be as being the weird outside wild card choice. Um, Cause yeah, I don't think Ziggler, I don't think Ziggler would get that. Oh yeah. Chicken. That's sad. Yeah. Is Ziggler, been reduced he, he was wrestling for the WWE championship at SummerSlam. I know. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. And like, here he is. He was back up there, but that was the storyline was that like, Oh, I'm a mid to low carder now and now I'm getting a chance. And then now he's back to the mid to low card. Yeah. And I remember when people were, Give, you know, hating on me for talking about how badly the Ziggler heel turn was going. And, and look, here we are. Yeah. No, it is going bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that match was okay. I mean, that's what it was. Just it's weird to be like, hey, here's a third of the guys that are going to be in this big match doing essentially the big match. Yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, the main event, Bray Wyatt versus Luke Harper in uh, matching uh, tank tops. <laughs> yeah. And it felt like there was like a 30 minute gap between when this match started and that 10 man tag ended um, because they, they, had, they had like three commercial breaks, you know, uh, just once they started the ring entrances with this and uh, just, yeah, they, then they had the WrestleMania preview and everything. So it was, it was a long gap of action before they got to this match. One thing I want that backstage promo that Luke Harper did. Yeah. They need to get him away from the Wyatt stuff. Cause that was a Wyatt promo. Oh, yeah. You know, looking at the light bulb and, and talking all spooky. They need to get him as far away from that as possible because that's not doing him any favors. Yeah, he's not uh, as good as he is in the ring. He He's just not that great of an actor. He's not Bray Wyatt level, so he can't pull that stuff off. And yeah, it's just it, it ties him into the group still too much. And they've just been dragging us on forever of breaking him off and letting him do his own thing. And why give the... The pre-show match at the beginning of the show, the, the women's title match, three segments, basically, a half an hour. And then this match was over before it could get going. You know, I, I thought that was just really odd. Yeah, I thought it's a shame they could this match could have been really something special if they would have given us some pro, some proper attention and build up a little more. But it just kind of felt like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do before the Randy promo happens? Ah, let's have Luke versus Bray go out there and do something. You know, it didn't quite yeah. feel, I think, the gravitas that it should have had. Yeah, it's disappointing that, because, uh, I mean, they've been aligned for years, and they just kind of toss it out there, and uh, there's just no long-term in plan place in, uh, for, the, for the Wyatt family. It's just week by week, and it's frustrating to see Luke Harper just kind of suffer in the mid-card like that. Yeah, he and I thought this made him look really bad because he was beaten so quickly. He was he got hypnotized or whatever during the match. Just <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was like all that silly nonsense. And then they followed it up with more silly nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Randy's uh, promo last night. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was good the first time when he burned down the shack. Like that was sort of what the hell's going on here. But last night that was... Um, I don't know, man. Like that reminded me of monologue from like high school drama class. It was just very not. I don't know. I think this is the wrong direction personally for the storyline. This whole thing. It's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I I don't like he sneaks into the compound again. Just last week, they showed there was a dozen people 
like how can not one of them guard this shed, you know, to make sure that Randy Orton doesn't bust in and use a, it, I mean, they're like using a cross, but they're not going to use a cross for him to slay this vampire sister. Uh, just brutal. One of the worst moments of the year so far, I think. Uh, I just can't. Back in the day, Kane and Undertaker was cool when I was like 16, and I felt <laughs> people at least thought that was over. But the, this doesn't seem to be catching on in any form with the, the mass audience to me. You know, there are people that could pull this kind of stuff off. Jake Roberts, you know, he did back in the day when... And even, his, I mean, his stuff with The Ultimate Warrior was hokey as hell, too. But Jake was really cool doing it. Like, he, at least he had some... Uh, he, he could deliver it well. Orton is just miscast with this whole thing. And and it, I didn't like the, the compound burning or any of that stuff. I feel like this whole thing has been hokey and, and Orton's not the guy to be in that role. Um, you know, just doing something simple where you know, him giving Bray Wyatt a bunch of RKOs just to do the split uh, would have been a lot more uh, fitting in my opinion. And I, I think this as the go home angle for WrestleMania for that match did absolutely nothing for me. And I, I don't see how people could be cheering Orton on after this. It just seems like he's, yeah. he comes across as the heel. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's the idea. Maybe, maybe Wyatt is going to get that full face run after this but I, I thought just going back to the well with that last night i understand that's simple from a production point of view but the, the part of the reason the combat thing worked before is because it was shocking and out of left field this would have been like having a follow-up promo where austin was outside pillman's house again being like hey remember that crazy thing i did a while ago well i'm back here now to talk about our match but you austin know? and pillman could have made it work even doing it a yeah. second time yeah this again yeah it's very weird um so talking smack last night we had uh, naomi coming on the show talking about her motivation i thought that was pretty good we had uh corbin and ambrose doing a little face off there with uh dean really going a little comedy at the end with shutting corbin off i i roger i think your prediction i think corbin absolutely could win the ic title on sunday after seeing how they're building it a bit and uh yeah what'd you guys think of talking smack last night overall i i thought it was i thought it was good as always i think brian really makes it uh you know an entertaining show he name dropped roh last night yeah posted an article on that um I, it, it always it always cracks me up how brian does little stuff like that and it i don't know if, i don't know if they talk ever talk to him about it because he does it all the time but he's great and i i thought um you know i thought it was it was easy to watch but there was nothing that blew me out of you know blew me away for it being a kind of the go home segment and they they showed dean ambrose and barry corbin they did their split screen interview which I, I don't get why they didn't do that on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, especially, again, you've had so much time spent uh, on this 10-man tag and, and three segments for the, the pre-show match that I don't see why they couldn't have cut those down a little to get you know this on there. I, I'm honestly, I was surprised the SmackDown women's match went to the pre-show. I really thought the IC title was going to get kicked to it with the way they've been treating it. Yeah. And, and who knows? It still might be. Um, yeah. Because there's still a lot of matches. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches for the main card, uh, which is more than they usually do. So um, we'll see. But uh, I will say this. I thought Baron Corbin cut a, a strong promo after they did the split screen scripted promo when he came out uh, on the Talking Smacks set. I thought that was one of the best promos he's done. It wasn't great overall, but it was much better than he usually does. He's yeah, certainly he... most improved in my book. But Andrew, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, he he is excellent in that setting of uh, Talking Smack. Whenever he's out there, he impresses me. He just seems like a, he's a guy that knows his character, and he's not going for laughs. He's not going to say anything witty. He's just a jerk that likes to beat people up and <laughs> go drinking. Like, I, I think he's very good in that setting. No, absolutely. But yeah, it was interesting that that was like the last thing. I mean, Talking Smack going into Mania, I felt like it was it was almost a little kind of... Now, granted, I know this is the first year they've had that, but I felt kind of low-key. Um you know, given everything that's about to happen. But I mean, you could tell like Renee was excited and stuff. I mean, it's interesting that, yeah, today's travel and then tomorrow access opens, right? Tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, pretty much tomorrow is the start of WrestleMania week, you know. Yeah, so, so it's going to be exciting, man. It's weird. To, it's kind of weird to not be there after going last year and enjoying it so much. Um, but okay, let's uh, talk about the other news in this week, including uh, Paige and Alberto Del Rio getting married today. And talk about what's going on with the network. But first, I want to take a moment and thank someone else who's going to be having a big weekend at WrestleMania weekend, and that's Diamond Dallas Page. 
DDP Yoga, DDPY is a sponsor of today's episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and we want you to try out their awesome Max Pack, which is used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Gold Dust, Scott Hall, and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDPY. For a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, and that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're digital only, you can get just the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. Head on over to our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc now i know we've talked about this before diamond dallas page great in the ring but i'm telling you i really think part of the reason why he's going into the hall of fame this year is when you look at the amazing work that he did with jake the snake guys like scott hall helping them turn their health and turn their life around with ddpy and it's not just them if you look online you'll see hundreds of stories thousands of stories of wrestling fans guys who thought oh you know exercising for me i don't have the flexibility they got started with ddpy they lost a ton of weight they got in the best shape of their lives diamond dallas page makes it easy with ddpy to get on board to start slow to ramp up and really take control of your life and health head on over now to our link, ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. We thank them for sponsoring the show. We congratulate DDP on going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Congrats, man. You richly deserve it. So let's talk about the news. Uh, what's going on with Paige and Alberto Del Rio, Raj? Uh, they're getting married today. So, wow. you know, out of uh, out of nowhere, their first like real public comments about everything. And they, they almost seem to be blaming WWE for it. Like, uh, they had something to do with the leak or, or at least they're still being harassed by them. Um, you know, marriage is a big deal. I, and I, I, you know, I, I wish them the best. I just hope they're not, they're doing it for the right reasons by doing it now, as opposed to, you know, something else. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of yeah. crazy. I mean, I mean, maybe part of it's that they want some positive news to sort of overshadow everything else that's been going on with them. You know, I agree, but hopefully that's, you know, just wanting positive news. And, and that's kind of what I meant is, you know, yeah. not doing it for another reason. It's just doing it to do something happy. Um, As opposed to like getting engaged to make like a WrestleMania moment or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, assuming they are getting engaged, I got to think that. And, and if it's, you know, it's a real deal thing that they plan to do. I got to think Cena asked Nikki before they ever started this and she said yes. So. Um, right. because it's so obvious that he, you know he's doing it that uh yeah yeah and we'll nikki see. nikki's got to know yeah. yeah do you think uh they'll get married at SummerSlam on tv or something <laughs> man I, I i would guess it's total divas um yeah but i'm sure i'm sure it'll make wwe tv somehow um, yeah, yeah it, Paige and Del Rio have just had just a crazy year. I mean, they basically found out on air that they were going to be split apart during that uh, brand split when Del Rio cut that promo. Uh, a stabbing, multiple wellness policy. Yeah, just just w- what a crazy year. So uh, I'm hoping they, they, yeah, I'm hoping their wedding goes a lot more smoothly and uh, their married life. Yeah, I think everyone wishes them the best. It's just, man, what what a roller coaster! It's it's kind of mm-hmm. like that that Whitney and Bobby sort of thing of, of professional wrestling, where it's just the insanity. And much like Whitney and Bobby, I say maybe Paige is the bad influence on Alberto Del Rio, and we just you know assume Ooh. it's the other way around. Yeah. yeah, I just hope the uh, the negative outside of the ring stories, or just the outside of the ring stories with Paige and Alberto Del Rio, kind of stops here. You know? Yeah. Hmm. No, it'd be nice. I mean, yeah, that's, that's got to be really tough just to deal with all that. Yeah. Um, also, this Monday, WWE, they'll be announcing their updated network numbers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw this week, but they're offering this promotion where if you were subscribed before or if you subscribed but never paid, you can get three months of the network for $9.99, which includes six pay-per-views, which includes uh, WrestleMania this Sunday, TakeOver, uh, all the uh, all the May pay-per-views and the June pay-per-views. So uh, six pay-per-views, 10 bucks. Um, so they're really trying to get that number past 2 million. And oh, wow. so we'll yeah. have to see. That's been their goal for years. Um, I think if they don't hit 2 million, uh, it's going to be, uh, it, it might affect their stock price. What do you think it is? Do you think that it's uh, there's a portion of the audience that's just never going to pay for it? They're either pirating it online or they keep making new signups and then canceling. I mean, do you think that it's just a reluctance to pay for content or they're not reaching a broad enough audience? Or what do you think the challenge is here? 
Well, uh, I mean, they're at like 1.5 million. Now, you got to think wrestling raw, their number one show uh, in popularity in the U.S., reaches a little over 3 million um, per week. Mm-hmm. And so if they're they're getting a million out of that, that's one third of their core audience that they're getting that already have t- a ton of wrestling every week and still subscribing for something. So I think that's uh, that's a pretty good number that yeah. they got. I mean, how many people pay for the NFL uh, percentage wise of their total audience? I mean, I, I know total it's way more, but, um, you know, and, and you look at UFC, same thing. How many people actually pay for the fight pass as opposed yeah. to uh, watch their big fights? So, you know, I think for where their audience is at right now, it's it's a good number. It's not where they wanted to be. And it's a bad number considering they told people years ago that they're looking at two million at least Um, But until they expand that audience and almost cut down the amount of free content on TV every week. Yeah, I, I just can't see it getting to where they want it to. I, I don't see them hitting two million domestically anytime soon. Andrew, what do you think they do to increase subscribers at this point? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just you get five hours every week of free content. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of people have left the product over the past few years, especially since the move to the three-hour era. They would need, I think, an overhaul in everything. I mean, the crowd is restless. They keep chanting CM Punk throughout the night. Uh, I think they just need a, a new route, a new creative direction. The way they're going, I just... I don't see how they can keep on growing unless they keep moving into new markets, but because domestically they're slowly shrinking. Yeah, no. And it's, it's kind of nuts. So I think uh, at this point, I don't know. I feel like the big missed opportunity one that they had was doing um, more to build NXT and pimp NXT on raw. This idea like, Hey, you've heard the buzz about NXT. You got to subscribe to the network to watch it. Instead. It's always like, Oh, tonight, a new episode of ride along is debuting after we have a new 24. Like, I feel like with the cruiserweights, they tried that, but I think that, um, you know, NXT had that pre-existing buzz like a, like a year or two ago. I think it would have been easier to maybe get more people in the network. There needs to be more of a gateway, I think, as opposed to they're doing a lot of low effort programming, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, I mean, they're, I mean, they, they're spending a lot on, on originals. Oh, they are. Yeah. They and, are. uh, but I agree. I mean, NXT is something you do. You do these tapings and everything for You should have it push more. Uh, maybe yeah. once in a while, show part of a match on on uh, on Raw. Uh, you got three hours to fill. You know, show a NXT match instead of a cruiserweight. You know, a two hundred five live. You know, a cruiserweight match where people die out anyway. So it's um, interesting they chose that. that the cruiserweights they thought this is gonna. I mean, because they put that over so hard on both shows. So you got to watch two hundred five live. I'm wondering what the thought was in doing that. That was brand new as opposed to NXT, which is already selling out. And you're granted small venues, but has this buzz around it. Well, I I actually agreed that two hundred five yeah. live makes more sense than NXT because NXT is still developmental and tr- getting them ready for the main mm-hmm. roster, whereas two hundred five live isn't. So if you've been seeing Nakamura and these you know, <laughs> matches where they change the ring ropes to yellow for, you know, months and then he, he just shows up the next week. It, it's not, there's no uh, impact there. Yeah. So it, it, that's why I think it, it makes sense. But, you know, the cruiserweight division is another thing that needs a, a, a rehaul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see what happens after Mania. What was it? Um, Matt Morgan's prediction that by SummerSlam, Raj, weren't you also saying by SummerSlam, the cruiserweights might have a, a let's just say a reduced presence on Monday Night Raw? I, I got to think so. But, you know, at the same time, ratings don't mean so much now that they could just let it keep going on because it is selling a show on the WWE Network. But um, I, I think there's got to be some changes made for sure. I think get, having to change the ring and the purple ropes is one of the things that's got to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we want to take your questions in the comments, in the chat. If you have some questions you want answered, uh, just type them in there and we'll get to them. Uh, One thing I did notice last night, I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Mickey James had some new ring gear. Gone was the, uh, the turquoise sparkles and the, uh, the bell bottoms. I did not notice that. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I did. I guess I noticed that the bell bottoms were gone. Uh, Was it orange or something? Yeah, it was orange last night. There we go. Yeah. Interesting. But I think it's good. I felt, I felt like the bell bottoms, it was making her look the same problem Natalia has, right? It's like they both kind of look like somebody's mom. <laughs> you know. But Natalia's always looked that way. If you go back to NXT, Natalia always looked 
like like a really attractive soccer mom. That's always how they made her up, how they presented her. You know, she's miscast as a heel. She needs to be a baby face. Like when she talks as a heel, it just seems like she's acting and kind of giving a wink, wink. Um, yeah. So, uh, a couple of questions here. Someone's asking how long WrestleMania is going to be. Uh, it's looking like six hours at least, because um, you got two Ooh. hours for the pre-show uh, and four hours for the main card, and they could always go over. Um, wow. So it's it's a long one. Someone's complaining about the SmackDown tag titles not being defended. I mean, do you really care to see with all these matches? Do you care to see another match added for, you know, I think the SmackDown tag titles are probably the least over titles right now. Although I think the Usos might be able to bring it back a little. Yeah. Interesting that they would set that up so much last week with the Usos, put the belts on them and then just nothing. Yeah, that was interesting. They didn't even like talk about that at all in the in the big uh, battle royal match, and they, they they got something out of it. It was hot a hot match last week, and this week they went back to screwing around with Tyler Breeze and wearing a wig. Yeah. On the promo, I mean the promo they cut after talking about they want to face the Bullet Club at WrestleMania. I mean I don't think anyone thought that was going to happen, but mm. I look at the the armbar this year, and it's literally like they. I mean, and I know this is exactly what they do, but it screams like we had nothing else for all of you. Like, I mean, from Sami Zayn to the Usos, everyone that's in there is, you know, it's kind of like, well, we couldn't come up with something more creative or interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's asking, how many hours will Undertaker's entrance be this year? They're going to have the Ooh. little cart. Get him to the I ring. I hope too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and someone's wondering if Reigns will turn heel. Andrew, what do you think? I would say 60% yes. Um, the way Raw, like... That was the most heelish promo he ever cut since his Shield days to me, uh, where he's like, everybody in this crowd knows that I'm, it's my yard. Like, that's a very heelish line, especially when 70% of the audience is uh, booing you. So I would lean towards yes, but Vince is crazy stubborn with this, so I could see it going another five years uh, with him being a face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why don't we also go over, like, these? just the top, we, we kind of covered our WrestleMania predictions on Monday, but if we... Go over the top uh, the top five matches and see if any of them have changed. Um, yeah, what are we what are we looking at, Raj? You got the card open? Yeah, sure. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Shane versus AJ? I think that's going to be a no DQ match in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and like you said, Raj, it could change into that during the match. But I think it's yeah. the only thing that makes sense. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think some sort of nonsense is going to go down and Daniel Bryan will say, it's not going to end like this. Now it's no DQ and then Shane will jump off of the WrestleMania sign or something. Who do you guys think wins? Oh, um, it's got to be AJ, right? Got to be AJ. It's got to be AJ. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> it, it, it's got to be AJ. Um, but stranger things have happened, but it's got to be AJ. Um, Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. I'm going to pick an upset here. I think Miz and Maurice. Yeah, I think if you're going to go feel good, you just go feel good all the way. I Yeah, I, I would like to see Miz win, but I, I, I would go Cena and Nikki and then happiness and marriage. Yeah, I think you could do both like they did with Warrior and Macho Man. Uh, you know, where Warrior beat Macho Man, retired him, and Macho Man still got the, the feel good moment at the end. There you go, yeah. Um, because again, Cena's going to be gone for a while. This is probably Nikki Bella's last match. Um, so I, I, I just think it, but you know, they've done it before where in that scenario, they still give it to the established superstar, uh, triple H versus Seth Rollins. I think it should be Seth, but uh, you, Raj, you were saying you think, uh, triple I think H it was going to go over. Yeah, I think it'll be Triple H, and then they rematch, you know, at a B show coming up. Uh, I would go Rollins, just, but I'm, I'm when it's Triple H, I'm afraid of anything. So I mean, they just buried him so effectively for so long, and all of the words have been true of how he's not worthy of being in their group. I just think to avoid burying him for good, he's got to win this one. But yeah, I think if they play that um, Seth Rollins' knee is still hurt, uh, Triple H wins. But if like Seth Rollins comes to the ring, then throws out, throws away the crutch, and says he's been completely healed. Uh, then, then I could see Rollins winning because then it kind of buries him. But um, mm-hmm. I, I still, I'm, I'm picking Triple H. There's no stakes in the. I mean, it, not only is it a non-title match, they're calling it a non-sanctioned match. So I think the outcome of this one is really, and regardless of who gets the pin, I think there will be a beatdown 
after. I mean, we were saying we fully expect to see Samoa Joe come out and maybe get possibly, involved in this. Possibly Finn Balor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what else we got? Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. I think Owens makes all the sense in the world. I agree. Yep, Owens. I would be shocked if Jericho walked out with a win here. All right. So why don't we get Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar out of the way? Because I think we probably all probably all agree uh, that Lesnar. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can make him look weak like 12 times in a row to Goldberg. So, yeah, Lesnar. I mean, do you think this is going to be it for Goldberg's return? It was supposed to be. But what raised some red flags for me was Goldberg yesterday kind of on Instagram posting this almost like a goodbye, you know, thanking everyone for his run. And it's like, why wouldn't you do that the night after, you know, after this match? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he signed another deal and is on for a couple more pay-per-views. That being said, I still think Lesnar's going to win, but um, I, I, my, I'm 70% thinking this is it for Goldberg for a while, but that, uh, that Instagram post, it raised some red flags for me. How long do you think the match will be? I think it's going to surprise some people. I think they'll probably go like, I think it'll probably be like 12, 12, 15 minutes. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It'll yeah. be like the length of 10 normal Goldberg <laughs> matches. Hey, you yeah. can't, you can't follow Goldberg for that either. Cause that's the way yeah. he's been booked. Yeah. I mean, the storyline has been, um, that Goldberg is this wrecking machine that Lesnar can't overcome. And I do think in hindsight that booking him to win the universal title from Kevin Owens was a mistake. Uh, if they, they probably, if they didn't want Owens versus Jericho for the title, they could have had Reigns beat Owens and have the Reigns Undertaker match be for the title. Because I think, uh, he's lost a lot of steam because of that. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. All right. Uh, Roman Reigns versus, uh, let's go to Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to say Bray Wyatt, but Vince McMahon still thinks uh, Orton is a top, top guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't have given him the Rumble win. So I, I'll go Orton, actually, on this one. Yeah, I could see it. I just I'm worried about where they go from here on SmackDown. I mean, Orton is the one that's kind of got the steam behind him, you know, with the face turn and everything. Um and he is booked against AJ after after Mania, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Bray Wyatt in an upset. I think they've been playing hot potato with the belt too much. They've already got one world title changing hands. Uh, I don't think you need to have the second. So I think uh, Bray Wyatt wins, and but Orton will get it soon enough. Yeah, we'll see. And finally, R- Reigns versus the Undertaker. I would like to see Reigns win if this is the heel turn. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Andrew? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, I, I think Reigns is going to win, but I'm not super confident in that either. Uh, I mean, that could be, I mean, him losing could be what causes him to snap and turn heel. So that would work as well. Yeah, I think this this is the match that I think is the most intriguing as far as who wins and who loses. I think, I think Reigns wins. Um, I think a heel turn would would make it awesome. Uh, it's what I think. I think the fans would go crazy for it. I think it would it would really turn uh, a lot of the negativity that this WrestleMania has around um, if they went with something like that. Um, but I could easily see Vince uh, thinking that you know Cena's taken off. They need a the baby face face of the company, and he thinks <laughs> that's Reigns and and not wanting to change that. But was he was being very heelish on Raw this past Monday night. But there have been other times in the past where you've seen him acting heelish and, and they don't do it. What was that Triple H quote from the interview the other day saying that basically he is already a heel? And how, because it's about how the audience reacts to him? Yeah, he's like, but yeah, but Triple H knows that's not true. That's a yeah. corporate yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he said something to the effect of uh, what's the difference if we turn him heel, you know? The audience, if the audience already half the audience thinks of him that way, then he still will be. 
that's not necessarily the case. I think it would just be make it a more exciting product with him mm-hmm. as a heel because he feels more natural in that role. And uh, it would be something different. And it, it would feel like you're finally going with what your audience wants as opposed to shoving down what you want and not changing course um, based on how the audience is reacting. I mean, Reigns is a top merchandise seller. He's not as big as Cena, but his merch is up there. But mm-hmm. man, you got to sacrifice some of that for the popularity of the product. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, you need something big coming out of WrestleMania, and that's about as big as they can do. And he, I thought his promo was really good on Monday, and I would love to see him just have the chance to let loose and uh, say what he really thinks about people because I don't think he's a, a big fan of a lot of the actual WWE universe. Yeah, I thought that was, he He felt the most natural in that promo that Monday night when he was kind of going with the booze as opposed to kind of having to stop short and, and play him down and, and act like they're not there. So mm-hmm. it, it really looked like he was having a lot more fun there. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Someone's asking if we see the Hardys turn up. Um, and would you rather see them go against the Usos <laughs> or do something with the New Day? I think the, the, the SmackDown tag teams are so dead right now. Uh, I'd rather see them do something with the New Day. The New Day haven't done anything, but they're still the most over tag team uh, that they have. So it would be it would fit into them hosting to have the Hardys interrupt, do something there. Um, that we'll see. They, I could easily see them holding off until the next night on, on Raw as well. But I, I do see the Hardys going to Raw. Cool. Even It'll though SmackDown could use them. Mm-hmm. Both shells, yeah. It's going to be exciting, man. Mania Sunday, Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday, all in the same city. Who knows what's going to happen? Hall of Fame Friday, yeah. TakeOver, tons of indie events this weekend. Um, so, yeah, everyone who, who's out there, you guys have fun. Send us your photos, tweet them to us, send us your videos. And uh, we'll be retweeting them and posting them on our social media and, and a lot of them on our on the website this weekend as well. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, stay tuned. I mean, this week has already been a, a really busy week on the site. I think we had like 60 articles up on Monday and like 50 yesterday. So, wow, uh, tons of stuff. Cool, man. So, yeah, we'll be back here. So Saturday night, Raj, Matt Morgan going to be talking about NXT TakeOver. Sunday night, Raj, myself, Matt Morgan, talking about WrestleMania. Monday night, Raj, myself, Matt Morgan, talking about Raw. Tuesday night, Raj is going to be, I think, just in a coma, just as the second after SmackDown ends. <laughs> uh, but Wednesday, then Wednesday, Wednesday morning, night, I'll, I'll be hitting the bar. Wednesday, yeah. night. <laughs> Wednesday morning, a week from today, we'll be uh, back here to talk all about what happens on the post-Mania SmackDown. So it's going to be exciting. Active time. Uh, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the latest and greatest developments at a WrestleMania weekend. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Where can people find your stuff online? Uh, you can find me at Andrew Socek, S-O-U-C-E-K on Twitter. Uh, yeah, stuff with What Culture uh, Wrestling Inc. And uh, yeah, I'm just all over the place. I have eBooks as well on Amazon if you want to check out me rant on the worst in wrestling. So, Oh, awesome. Awesome. Definitely <laughs> check those out. And uh, yeah. follow Raj and myself on Twitter as well. We'll be uh, posting our thoughts about all the latest stuff that's going on during Mania Weekend. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back for more this weekend on the Wrestling Inc. website. So until next time, everybody, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.